Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom. Oracle Soup with your host, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies, two saucy sisters, broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. On Facebook, like our Oracle Soup page and share your wisdom. Soup is hot and it's ready to be served. Hello, all you wonderful listeners. This is Gina Thies, and I am here with Katrina Wynn. Hey, Katrina. Hey, Gina. Another. We're just doing our thing here at Oracle Soup, bringing you some really fantastic queens, doing our queenly thing. (laughs) Yes, we are. Um, Sitting on our thrones a little bit too much lately. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about the ones in the office. (laughs) Oh, yes, the ones in the office. But it's great. You know, here's the thing. It's like, it's not anything that I'm unaccustomed to. So I didn't have to like kind of relearn. So that's what's exciting. Uh, In terms of learning, I've been thinking lately about when I got and started my journey to be uh, a tarot professional. What I learned now, what I have now and where I began and what that was like, what my hesitation was, what my fears were, and how would I navigate those things? What did I hear, uh, not only about the myths, but what were other people saying that kind of had me like, oh, I don't know if I can sign up for that. So rather universal, Gina, other than people who may have learned from a family member and it was just part of the family system. Uh, those of us who just came out of left field or right field or wherever we came from, um, wow, it, there was a little bit of a hurdle there, you know, or yeah. maybe there's some idea of perfectionism. I'm glad you came up with that topic. I, I think it's going to really help us appreciate ourselves a lot more. It's like certain things like, what if people think I'm a fake? You know, that was one of the things that was like, I don't know if I want to go into that and how do I do that? And do I have to be an absolute perfect reader? So things like that, that cause that little bit of, I don't know, a little bit of hesitation and moving forward. And some people jump in feet first and, and they do fine. But um, I'm just the type that I've kind of look, I kind of try to look at all aspects and see where I'm doing. So what do I know and where am I going? Right. right. So I think, uh, it is universal to think about do I know what I'm doing, but everything you get into right naturally, no matter what you get into, there is probably just naturally that bit of nervousness, anxiety about the being perfect, knowing enough, doing enough and what it's going to formulate into. So I'm sure you have had many of those moments yourself, Virginia. Yeah, and you know, as we were talking about this, the card that popped up in my head as our featured card was the Nine of Wands. And I specifically had that image from the Waite Smith deck in my mind, where you have that one character who's actually holding on to and kind of almost like leaning into that one wand, 
when there's like the other eight behind them, like some kind of a wall or barrier. And it reminds me of someone who says, okay, yeah, I got my hands on this. I'm, I'm committed to this, but gosh, how do I get past that wall? How do I get past that block? And it's very much an action card and a challenge card in that sense. Yes, the figure in the Rider weight card has a little bandage around his head, right? Um, and so he's obviously been through something, and I don't see it as just a cool headband. I, it's it's kind of wrapped like it's a bandage, like there was some injury. He probably got knocked in the head or, you know, um, has some he's sort of... He's been through other- a few battles. That's what's going on there. He has some experience experience in the field right so something caused some injury and it could be old thinking old patterns because it's on the head right so uh that's a representation of you know what's in the mind so some of us have wounding whether it be from old negative thoughts patterns uh, taboos what have you so family of origin cultural issues all those things that hold us back from being our most wonderful selves and really being present and active in the world in the way we were truly designed to be. Right. So the Nine of Wands to me teaches that, you know, you have all the tools, all the knowledge, you have enough to get by. If you don't know, then, you know, pause, take pause to learn, right? Don't be afraid to make a mistake, right? So there is a barrier because sometimes if you don't learn, you know, if you don't, if you don't try, you can't miss. Or if you don't miss, you, you know, it's not a try. So I think it represents perfectly what we're talking about in our great topic here. Which is about how to get over your own idea of perfectionism. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because, you know, hey, uh, you have to, there are a lot of, what's the saying? You can't learn from your, your mistakes. So can't be afraid to make them. All right. Well, we invite you to stay with us as we get right into that topic. Thanks for tuning in to Oracle Soup. Pull up a chair and join Gina and Katrina for a bowl of warm and nourishing conversation. Coming up next... Welcome to Oracle Soup, and I know I am speaking to a lot of tarot people right now, as well as some Oracle people, and this topic that Gina, my dear Gina and I are talking about today, is um, something that just about any area of your life, you probably experience it sometime or another, right, Gina? Oh, sure. It's inevitable when you start out doing something, and then, if, especially if you choose to work with others, it's that <laughs> level of how can I be the most useful, best, and perfect (laughs) reader. Is there a perfect reader? Is there a perfect reading? And what was it, what hump did you have to go over to go from being a novice or someone who was even like slightly interested into what I considered to be a tarot enthusiast? as well as a tarot professional. And, you know, what's really cool, and I love the way Gina thought of this when she came up with this idea. She goes, you know, when you look back at all that you've learned and where you are right now, and those things that used to bother you don't bother you at all anymore, right? Yes. Here's the thing. It's also a driving force is about, are my readings going to be perfect and accurate? 
right? That was one of the things that's like, how do I get to that? What if I tell somebody something wrong? What if they ask me to predict something and it's wrong and how do I get it perfect? Well, I decided to just jump in and start to learn what my gifts were, what my voice was, and to just absolute under, try to learn about intuition. So I think I am a person that I don't want to do anything unless I know what I'm doing. So, so it's like trial, error, trial, error, and then developing and seeing what works and really closely paying attention. Many teachers, many people start out doing what? Learning from a book, and then they start reading for themselves. Well, I think the reading for yourself part for me, I did extensive journaling. I looked up uh, meanings. I also watched what was occurring. So once I started to attune to that and attune to my gift, as I, I, I like to just kind of generalize it, that helped me kind of say, okay, uh, hey, and then feedback from people that I started venturing out to read for. What was right? What was happened? How did it turn out? And actually taking that information and learning to grow from. So it scared me. Uh, what was funny is some of the first readings I did, I had no idea what I was doing, whether I was right, wrong, and different. And what's so funny is the querents sat there with poker face. So, and I still get that to this day. So I've learned that. You cannot read, they're trying not to give it away. It's just so, it's just so funny. And then later on, they, they would go back and say, everything is 100% right. And it's, and, it, and it's like, for me, it's like, I still get in awe about that. Um, I do a lot of event readings, as you know. And so I have people that have never experienced a reading before. And so the expectation is that they're gonna sit there and you're gonna give them some information right in a few short minutes and it's about the wow factor it really is seriously sorry it's that way but it's not what i started out to do it's one of those things where you have to take your how do you take your 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 craft and learn what it's for and what you're going to do and what your niche is not everybody's going to be that type of reader so um that's kind of you know where i had to kind of struggle and figure out what was i doing in well you know and i probably be an example of that other kind of reader. So maybe there's some folks listening today who might fall on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, for me, I was a solitary practitioner with Tarot for probably a good 20 years, which meant I developed a personal relationship with it. And like you, I did journaling and I, and I really got to know each card personally and I saw how it showed up in my own life and it didn't even occur to me to read for other people. Right. So then once I moved to a different area here in Oregon and people started asking me to read because they found out I knew Tarot, I, that's when I had to ask myself, I'll go, well, you know, I don't, I don't make predictions and I don't answer questions. That's not the way I approach the Tarot. For me, it's always been a very spiritual ritual. So how do I uh, interface with who I am and what I have to offer, what my gift is, as well as my training as a psychotherapist and a counselor. And that's when I, it occurred to me back in 1990, I think it was 1992, is I started calling my work tarot counseling. And then it kind of evolved from there. And again, like you, like any reader, you get feedback. But one of my hurdles 
besides what do I call myself because I need to distinguish it from what the other readers are doing because I don't want people to have a false expectation when they come to get a reading from me because there's some kind of a stereotypical notion about what a reading is at that point at least. But for me, it was like, how can I be real and go as deeply as I know the cards can and at the same time use my counseling skills to read the client to see how open they are to that? Because the last thing I want to do is take them too far over what we call the edge. The edge is the edge between the known and the unknown. And to me, the fact that somebody even showed up for reading means that they're interested in tiptoeing or jumping over that edge. That's the thing I wanted to really learn is how to pace people when you have these little readings, especially at psychic fairs, <laughs> and just how far they're willing to go. Because uh, for me, cards can be very deep. That's, um, I think for all of us, they're, they're deep. And one of the things that you're saying that I always speak to is about really meeting people where they are and not taking them further than they need to go. And so I can do some, and I have done some really very impactful readings in just a few short minutes, people that I'm like, you're here having a good time. And I'm just like, and they just let it go, right? One of the other things is about the idea of where I want to see this perfection and how far do I take it? And I will say, you know, we talk about the perfect reader. Uh, that's a push to me to be uh, enhanced readings at every turn. When you think you know enough, then, you know, it's like you can't possibly know enough. So you have to keep pushing forward and learning and uh, going and beyond your comfort level. And where does that knowing even come from? Like you mentioned before, does it come from a book? Does it come from a teacher? Does it come from experience? And what is enough? You know, how do you cross over? And then there's a question we've talked about in other recordings about at what point do you feel appropriate or comfortable with charging money? And that's a whole other idea of perfection. Oh my gosh, that's a, I, I'm, I'm probably putting that probably right, really at the top of the list and learning how to accept payment, whether or not you should charge and getting past that. I think no matter your level on your tarot journey, everybody goes through that. That was one of those things I actually wouldn't say I've struggled with, but when I got to a point of just to say, oh, gee, is it time to raise my prices? Oh, I can't do that. Oh, my. The panic that ensues that, you know, it's like I'm sweating even think about it, thinking about it, you know? So that is one of those hurdles too that everyone struggles with and what I have told students and put out and people have probably heard me in many talks is I have to you have to look at what you've invested to be the reader that you are books classes conferences website you have to all of this stuff you have to put out some sort of investment in so why not structure a return on your investment and that's how you have to look at it and just to squeeze in a little bit more about this perfectionism thing, and like I said, just about everybody, especially women, by the way, struggle or are challenged by this, some ideal of who you should be, even body image or, or all those things that go along with that, unfortunately, it's like, wait, no, 
it's actually the answers within. You will know your own guidance, your comfort with yourself, the things you want to learn, the things you want to share in your readings. It's like the perfection is not judged from the outside. And that is in itself, I think, the essence of what the issue ends up being is we rely too much on outside people and things to judge us and to tell us if we're good enough. So I'd say take yourself off that hook and start checking with yourself and see how good you feel from the inside out. And then let that be your focus. How can I feel better about myself? How can I feel more at comfort and how can I feel more confident? I love that you say that. And I'm going to lose a really quick tidbit. As you get to learn, grow, practice, you will have people that will cause you to doubt yourself, your gifts and question, well, what are you saying? And what are you seeing? And that's why you have to absolutely know what your perfection within yourself and trust within yourself is because you will be tried. <laughs> so, beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Thank yes. you so much. Such wisdom, such experience. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The room of the, between the two of us, there's, there's always so much. And I love that we have these different, you know, approaches and perspectives and experiences even as being, I would call us tarot masters. I, don't, I never knew what that was about, but, um, and professionals who have, who have mastered a lot in the tarot realm and, and on the tarot journey. But for me, it's like every time I sit down on a reading, it's something new. I look for the new. I look for the, what am I going to learn from this reading? What is this card going to teach me that I haven't seen before? So keeping it fresh yes. at every time. And so we're going to invite each and every one of you to do a little personal inventory and look at how far you've come and how you got through your own hurdles and then how we, of course, can pay it forward and help others. Much love to you. spending time with us at Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, also named Oracle Soup. Be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.wordpress.com, for hot new servings of our saucy talks, as well as past podcasts stored in our Oracle Soup pantry. And visit our individual websites and learn more about our dynamic offerings. Katrina Wynn at tarotcounseling.org. Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. And .org is like Oregon. Gina Thies at tarotadvisor.com. Advisor spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This podcast is intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now. <laughs>